This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. I've got a fun episode for you today. I'm going to be showing you how you can improvise over the LJS podcast theme song. I'm going to do a little improvising myself, maybe show you a few options that you may have. And what's really cool is we also have some listener submissions of their improvisations over top of the LGS podcast theme song so we can hear how different people in the community, the LGS community, approached improvising over it. This is going to be a fun one. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, speaking of the theme song, let's cue it right now. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. Hey, what's up, everybody? Brent here from the Learn Jazz Standards Podcast. So excited to have you with me today. You know what? I like to change things up every once in a while. I like to throw in a little bit of a fun surprise uh, take a slight departure from our regular jazz tips, advice, lessons, and such. Although there's going to be a little bit of that in here today as well. But I would love to go over the podcast theme song that you just heard. Do a little improvising over it. See some different ways we can approach it. And what's really fun is we have some LGS community members who submitted their own improvisations over the theme song. Now, what made me think about doing this? Listen, I get a lot of great comments from all of you, uh, lots of positive feedback, overwhelmingly all positive. But every once in a while, this kind of comes with the territory of being an online influencer as myself, you get a negative comment. Well, in this case, about a month ago, the jazz police came after me and criticized my use of the theme song, saying it's not jazz. Why would you have a jazz podcast and play a song like that? It's like a hip-hop beat and, you know, it makes no sense and why, but yeah, you know, a few other negative things too. Um, yeah, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Uh, however, the one thing that was just a little bothersome to me is, you know, I'm not really a jazz police kind of guy. You know, here's the thing about jazz. Jazz uh, is really a music that uh, defies borders. I mean, let's start with early jazz. Think about early jazz. I'm talking the early 1900s here. Um, it sounded a lot different than the 1930s swing era, where we had swing bands and dance halls. And then the 1940s, jazz sounded a lot different than that era. It completely actually went a totally different direction. Then the 1950s, you had hard bop and cool jazz, and that started developing more into a different arena. And then you started getting into free jazz and things like this. Then you have the 1960s, 70s, and 80s, where you know you really started hearing a fusion with jazz and rock and just it starts going a lot of other places. Jazz musicians starting to play on you know pop, uh, on pop albums and and kind of using their styles inside of that music. Uh, and then in the 1990s, there's a bit of a resurgence of some of the traditional jazz stuff. But then you had the, it was a completely different sound. The New York jazz scene, Brad Meldow, uh, Kurt Rosenwinkel. Um, 
you know, Peter Bernstein, uh, all these all these artists that just, you know, are doing this modern thing. And then you, you have guys like Robert Glasper now who have music that is just R&B and hip hop, but they infuse their knowledge and their tradition of jazz into that music. Um, is that jazz? I mean, that's up for debate, all these things. What does jazz mean to me? For me, jazz is a music that's core element is based on improvisation. Improvisation is an important part of something to me being called jazz or related to jazz or associated with jazz. And then to call someone a jazz musician to me means that they have some kind of jazz traditional training. That doesn't necessarily mean that the music they play is swing because jazz is not just swing, right? The bossa nova of the 50s and the 60s that is not swing, right? But that's a huge part of jazz history. You know, jazz really, uh, there's straight eighths. Uh, jazz really defies borders, in my opinion. And jazz music is really about an evolution, right? An evolution from the blues, uh, a, a, a mixing with marching music of, of, of Europe and um, the, the, the music, the African-American music. I mean, jazz is an African-American music and, and the music always evolves, uh, the music is always a reflection of the times. Anyways, this is a long rant just to say, you know, I think anything can be turned into jazz. <laughs> and I think that jazz uh, isn't so limiting. So to the kind fellow who criticized my choice of the LGS podcast theme song, I respect your opinion. But on today's episode, I'm going to do a little bit of improvising over the theme and we're going to take a listen to others who have done that. Let's get right to it. So the LGS podcast theme song, it's pretty simple. Uh, there's not a lot to it, really. It really revolves around just two chords, in my opinion. And so that would be concert C major. So C, and I'm talking about just like the triadic C, not with a major seventh, although in the recording... There is a, a major seventh that's added in there that you can hear. And then it goes to a concert D triad. Okay. And I really consider the D the, the tonic because the track starts out like this. Starts on the D. goes, um, right? And then it does this B natural, this, uh, this B, uh, B triad to get back to the D. So it's... back to the D. So still the C and the D are really what we're circling around. Everything else is connecting in between. So a good starting point maybe to improvise over this is just to think about the major pentatonics of each triad. So over the C, we play the C major pentatonic. Right, just five notes. And then you have the D major, you just play the D major pentatonic. Right? So let's just try improvising over top of that with those pentatonics. Check it out. (laughs) 
But I'm actually not as big of a fan of that. I actually really do hear more of a Lydian sound over top of that C chord there. So I hear more of like a... Right? That Lydian sound has that that F sharp, which kind of like fits in with that D major. And since the sound is really the tonic of D, I, I think... You know, I really like hearing that Lydian sound. So this time I'm going to kind of play around with that Lydian sound over the C, resolving it to the D. Kind of sound like just playing D there. Next time around, I'm going to try just playing like a C triad kind of ideas and then a D triad kind of ideas. Let's see how that goes. this let's try making this bluesy let's uh let's just play a d minor pentatonic here in there which I really like and the reason that works because it's a triad right because there's no major seven in there so we can really insinuate all these quote-unquote blue notes but let me now try to like combine some of those ideas together with my improv So you know what makes this song kind of hard to improvise over is that uh, it lands on the end of one. It resolves to each chord on the end of one. So it's this weird anticipation thing. And the drums are way on the back of the beat. But uh, it's kind of a fun little challenge, actually. So yeah, those are a few different ways that I was thinking about it. Uh, major pentatonics. Um, sort of the Lydian thing, more mostly just sort of sounded like I was just playing D over both of the chords, um, which is fine too. And then that the blues, the, the D minor pentatonic thing really made it sound good to me. And again, that sort of works because, um, you know, because it's just a triadic chord, you can sort of like 
add some your own flavors over top of that. Whereas if it was a major seventh chord, it might not sound as good. Um, but you can kind of, you know, create a quality of chord uh, by superimposing that minor pentatonic, that bluesy sound over top. All right, so I'm kind of curious to see how uh, some of our listeners did this. So very last minute before I did this episode, like a day before I was going to do it, I, I thought to myself, it'd be so cool if I actually asked some people in our Facebook community or in our our YouTube community if they would like to submit a recording. So I posted it up there very last minute. So thanks for everybody you did. I was kind of scared no one would uh, do it because it was so last minute, but I got uh, some submissions that we can share here. So I appreciate all of you who did that. By the way, if you're not part of our Facebook community, just go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash community. Um, then you can get involved in that Facebook community there. It's a great community. And of course, if you're not involved in the YouTube channel, you can get subscribed there by going to um, youtube.com forward slash standards. So the first one is submitted by Simon from Sydney, Australia, and he's playing the flute. So let's hear uh, what Simon did over this. All right, good job there, Simon. Thanks for uh, sending that in. That's really cool of you. Uh, so interesting. I, I feel like he chose to use the the G G major, the G major pentatonic. Then you would resolve down to that third of the D sometimes there. So interesting. That's an interesting approach there. Again, the 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 weird anticipations of the chord make the phrasing hard. I know. All right, let's try the next person here, and that next person is going to be uh, Chris Guarino. Let's listen to Chris Guarino. Sorry, Chris Guarino. Sorry, Chris. Didn't mean to butcher your name there. All right, here he is. Awesome job, Chris. That was really good. I thought your phrasing there uh, and handling those anticipations was really good, really in the pocket, actually. Um, So you're really doing sort of some D major pentatonic stuff there. Stuff like that. Right. And you're using that that fifth of the C, which would be the sus of the D, to go from the C into the D. So you're really emphasizing that. Stuff like that. Which makes a lot of sense. So that sounded really good. I especially like that little beboppy line you played there. Um, just really well done. Okay, the next one we're going to listen to is from Aiden Fitzgerald. He's playing trumpet. So here he is.
All right, cool, Aiden. So, yeah, I liked uh, how you were really using the range of your trumpet there, especially at the beginning of the clip there. Um, sounded really nice. You were really using just the D major scale over top of it. Um, you were right. Uh, you were really playing a lot of stuff like that. Stuff like that. And, and you were right to avoid the the seventh tone of the scale there. That would definitely feel a little off, especially over the C major there, playing that that uh, major seven, right? That would be like a C sharp. It would just sound a little off. So you were right to kind of avoid that note there, especially since that sound isn't really present. Okay, so the next person is, and I apologize, um, this person who said it, I, I should have, again, this was a very last minute. I could have done a better job of getting people's names if I had thought of all of this earlier. Um, it was uh, someone with a Russian name, so I apologize. That I, I don't know how to pronounce your name. Um, it was in Russian, so that uh, that I got my email. So, anyways, but here is this one. It's a guitar player. Awesome job. Thanks for submitting that. So yeah, you're definitely playing the C major pentatonic ideas over top of the C chord. And then you're either playing just D major ideas over the D, or I heard you do the D minor pentatonic in there, which again, I feel like I feel like really it does uh, promote the spirit of this song quite well. Like adding the blues element over top of it, of this progression, I think I think is probably uh, one of the better routes to go. I mean, then again, it's all opinion. So good job on that. All right, we have one more left uh this person is mads bolding i think also guitar player so let's uh, have him do his thing Nice. So really using the D major pentatonic there and a lot of the guitaristy things, right? Like right, things like that, uh, which sounds really great on the guitar for sure. Um, so yeah, it was a very interesting. Thanks everybody for submitting those who did this. Uh, that was really last minute. So thanks for everybody who just popped them in there. Those are the ones I was able to cover today. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, it's kind of fun to do episodes like this where, uh, you know, get a little audience participation um, and just have a little fun. So hope you enjoyed this one way or another, whether you learned something or not, but really fun to see how everybody uh, sort of approached this, uh, approached it a little differently. So that's really cool. All right. So I am going to be starting Jazz Standards Month next month, next episode. Next month is Jazz Standards Month. We're going to be celebrating uh, at the end of Jazz Standards Month, the launch of my new book, The Jazz Standards Playbook, Volume 2. It's a 
study of 10 jazz standards. And those of you who are familiar with my first jazz standards playbook will be familiar with the kind of book it is. It's an additional 10 jazz standards, all brand new uh, improv exercises. But we're going to be really honing into jazz standards this next month on the podcast, really digging in deep. And uh, it's going to be really great. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Make sure you're tuned in. I look forward to seeing you back in that episode. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes. And don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.